Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I saw a TikTok video the other day and actually, this comes up, I feel like, in waves, like in cycles. It comes up all the time. Um, and I don't know why I see these TikToks, really. But, and it's probably only going to be more now that I'm talking about it into my phone. Um, but the TikTok was, like, somebody asking, basically, the audience, like, why is somebody like Emma Chamberlain and, and Noah Beck, who I would argue is is the male version of Emma Chamberlain, or at least that's what his team is trying to do with him, Um like, why are those people famous? What's, why? Why are they celebrities? And listen, there are some people that I agree with you. I'm like, girl, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I can answer very quickly as to why somebody like Emma Chamberlain and Noah Beck are famous. And to answer that, let me actually go back, okay? Every person of influence Every single person of influence, whether you are a social media influencer, like, you know, you're working with brands, that's what I'm saying, or you're somebody who's like a, a person of influence. So you are a personal brand, Jay Shetty, Emma Grady, Diana Cohen of Crown Affair, um, you know, Beyonce, Russ, Kim Kardashian, Drake, those kinds of people, right? Every single one of them goes through the same trajectory. You start out being actually a really great example of this is Jack Harlow. So I'm going to use him as an example. Jack Harlow started out as this kid, you know, like really average looking dude, um, wanting to be a rapper, just like everybody else on fucking social media. And, you know, he was just kind of like making music, whatever, like just not really anybody that you would do a double take if you looked at him. Not saying anything bad about that. Just like not somebody really noticeable, right? And slowly but surely he was, you know, building a community and he was just like everyone else. And the more he started building a community, the more people began like hyping him up. Oh my god, yes, like go Jack you know, release, as he was releasing music and getting more notoriety, people were hyping him up. Oh my God, so amazing. Love that. Yes, 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 yes. And I would still argue he's kind of like still in this place where, well, okay, Jack Harlow is definitely very different from a lot of other artists like in his genre, right? He's definitely very different from Jay-Z. He's different from, um, you know, Rick Ross, Drake, Yay, like very, very different from a lot of other rappers, right? And also his positioning, his personality is very different. I would say he's probably kind of in the same lane as like Emma Chamberlain in terms of like why it is that he's actually famous and well-known, but we'll get to that. 
And so eventually, after the place where you're like being hyped up for all of your successes, big and small, you're still relatable to people. Like you're still kind of somebody that they can see themselves as, right? You're not Beyonce, where at this point people are like, I know I could never be her, um, but I love her for that. That's like aspirational, right? So eventually you do get to that point where you're hanging out with people you're dating people, you are networking with people, you're in a league of people that are all at the same level of success as you, if not higher, but they are no longer the people that are relatable to their fans. They're not somebody like that you you as a fan can look at and be like, oh yeah, I can totally see myself as that person. Or I can totally, you know, their wealth, their success, that's relatable to me. That's something I can achieve. Maybe like in the back of your mind, you're like, man, I wish, right? But like, they're no longer relatable. And so after that, they when they become aspirational, that's when they start receiving hate, interestingly enough. And it's, <laughs> funnily enough, it, it Part of it is from the same people that hyped them up earlier because now you're looking at them as a fan and you're like, oh, but they're no longer relatable. Like, I don't I don't get it. I don't relate to the people that they're hanging out with. I don't relate to the money that they're making. I don't relate to their career. I don't relate to them anymore. But I used to. And then you're like, oh, I miss the old Drake. I miss the old whatever. And I wish you need to, like, get back to your roots. All of that kind of stuff. Right. And. When you become aspirational, you are given the option, it's like there's a split road and you're given the option to choose one direction or the other. You either try really hard sometimes to maintain relatability or you lean into being aspirational and you're like, fuck it, that's how I'm going to establish my personal brand. Going back to the Jack Harlow example, and I would argue Emma Chamberlain, Noah Beck, fall into this exact same category he has prioritized these people have prior emma chamberlain jack noah have prioritized being relatable despite the fact that when you really step back and look at their lives they're not relatable to the average person right we're not like going on a world tour we're not doing ads with love and and Louis Vuitton, going to Paris fashion. Not everybody is doing that, right? That's not relatable to the average person. But the way that they carry themselves, the way that they behave, the way that they form their friendships um, is relatable, is something that their fans would do, is something that their fans may have done. For example, Emma Chamberlain has done an interview recently with, I believe, Architectural Digest about her home. And she you know, said that she turned a spare room into a closet or a wardrobe. And she was like, I know you guys are going to roll your eyes at me, but I promise when I'm married, this is going to be a a nursery for my kids. But right now I just want to be in my twenties and I want to be a little selfish, which is something everybody in their twenties can relate to. Right. Jack Harlow has prioritized, you know, the way that he gives interviews, the way that he talks. He's not afraid to make a mistake. He's not afraid to stick up for people like Lil Nas who are maybe not as welcome in the hip-hop industry, right? Because gay men historically are not welcome in hip-hop. And his, you know, 
the way that he talks, it's still very, it feels like somebody you would be friends with. Same with Noah, you know, his podcast with Lorraine and the way that they talk to each other, the way that they um, laugh about the jokes that they laugh. It's like relatable to the average guy, to the average, you know, 20 something teenager, even though the overall big picture of their lives is like totally different from what the average 20-something teenager or person of any age goes through, right? And then on the flip side, you have somebody like Beyonce, you have somebody like Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, who have leaned into being aspirational and curated and perfect. You kind of don't really know a lot about their lives other than what they have allowed you to know. Um that includes, you know, in the Kardashians, in their show. Do we know every single thing about their lives? No, despite the fact that, like, most of it is filmed, interestingly enough, right? So still you feel like you walk away and you're like, I don't really know this person. Or, like, they come off as perfect or they come off as aspirational. And so there are two directions that people of influence can lean into. Being relatable and prioritizing that does typically make you more relevant and increases your relevancy as a person. Um, And it does make people more interested in you. It makes people more likely to buy things from you, whether it's brands that you advertise or brands that you found. Um, You know, Emma Chamberlain's podcast has a huge audience Chamberlain Coffee is a private labeled brand. It's not like she went and like made all the blends herself. She didn't. It's sourced from another company. They slapped her logo onto it and it's a private labeled or white labeled company. But it's so authentic to her personal brand and it's something that her audience and her community needed in the coffee space um, that there is an interest for this coffee brand, despite the fact that, like, is it really that different from other, every other coffee brand? Not Probably not really, right? But because the person attached to this, the name attached to it, is so relatable and so, you know, somebody that you would totally be friends with and go and hang out at a coffee shop with, it does generate quite a bit of sales and revenue um, for Chamberlain Coffee because of the way that Emma Chamberlain presents herself as a person, as, as an influencer. So, At some point in your career as a person of influence, you do have to make that choice. Like, do I want to be aspirational? Do I want to be somebody that people consider like a person that they know at the end of the day they could never be? Um, Or do I want to be somebody relatable and somebody that they know they can be friends with and they could talk to and, you know, carry myself in that way? Both require a tremendous amount of work. Because you have, on the aspirational side, you have a real person that goes through real emotions and real situations having to kind of maintain this air of being an icon all the time. And then, you know, on the relatability aspect, like I said, you there are people of influence that, sh- that probably struggle with being relatable sometimes. And, you know, at the end of the day, they know that their lifestyle is different from what it used to be and that might not be understood by everyone so they have to try hard to maintain 
their relatability. Um, and that's also comes with having a good team in your corner and having somebody that can kind of help guide you in that sense, if that's something that you need guidance with. Um, so I think it's important to consider no matter where you are in, in your personal brand, whether you are quite established and already a high profile person, or you are, you know, just starting out, consider down the line, like, where do you want to fall? Do you want to, is relatability important to you? Is that something that you kind of wish you had when you first started or when you were younger or less experienced or whatever? Or do like, do you want to be aspirational and kind of be put on a pedestal? And neither one is wrong. They're, they do have, like I said, varying degrees of difficulty in maintaining both of them. Neither one is easy. Um, but it's important to figure out kind of where you want to go because when sometimes there is a disconnect and you can kind of tell, right? Like sometimes I feel like Kim Kardashian launching her, her like legal podcast is weird to me. Um, cause it's like trying to be relatable and trying to participate in the true crime space and talking about legal issues when like, yeah, you've talked to prisoners, but I mean, on how how well do you actually understand what's going on? I, you know, you're living in a whole different reality. Does that even matter to you at that when you have like a net worth of four fucking billion dollars? Like, you know, so because an average person is considering something like that, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Then it kind of creates a little bit of a disconnect where like I see that you're tr- you're realizing that the whole aspirational thing is like maybe kind of falling off and you're trying to be more relatable or trying to like garner interest in a different way. Um, and maybe it might be a hit. Maybe it might be a miss. And I also think that she definitely sees somebody like Julia Fox as a threat for sure because you have somebody who, you know, is an actress, is a celebrity, is famous but at the same time, like, if you watch her TikToks, half the time, her apartment's messy as fuck, which, you know, love that representation. Uh, <laughs> she's a single mom. She does her makeup herself most of the time. Bleaches her eyebrows from, like, a box kit that she probably got at the bodega next door. Lives in Manhattan. Walks everywhere. Like, a little bit more relatable than somebody like Kim Kardashian. But also aspirational in a sense because... She has a very unique style. She has a very unique look. She's hanging out with people, you know, the average person can only dream of. So having a good team in your corner when you do get to that point where you have to pick, like, am I going to be aspirational? Am I going to be relatable? Am I going to try to mix the two and kind of try to have both? Um, But also thinking about that as early as possible because... Every person of influence, like I said earlier, does go through that same trajectory of, okay, you're, you know, really, 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 really relatable for a while. And then suddenly you're no longer relatable and you have to pick the choice of like, am I going to work really hard to continue maintaining relatability or am I going to lean into being aspirational and, you know, kind of create a brand about being around being an icon and somebody that somebody that you look up to as opposed to you know feel like you can be friends with so both are different neither one is wrong I think a lot of the times we look at aspirational people as 
oh, why, why can't they be more relatable? Like they're so wrong for that. And maybe that has to do with certain priorities or boundaries that they have. I know for somebody like Beyonce, like privacy is incredibly important for her. So depending on the boundaries that you have created, what you have set to be off limits to people, sometimes you may put yourself in this arena where you are have to be aspirational in order to maintain sanity in order to maintain privacy or maybe you have a very very strong gift for something that not a lot of people have Beyonce again wonderful example of this she's so creative a creative genius that maybe that's a level of thinking that not the average person can't relate to um and so it kind of puts automatically puts her in that aspirational box so I think the younger generations are definitely valuing relatability a lot more. But to say that aspirational is no longer important, I would say is inaccurate. I definitely think people care about that, right? Like, that's how we have trends. That's how we have beauty standards. That's how we have um, relationship standards, societal standards. And we will have those so long as humans exist. And those things are aspirational. And those are set by by people of influence that have chosen to be an aspirational figure in our lives. So I'm saying this just to consider that you might have to choose at some point and think about that as early as possible. Prepare yourself for that choice. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.